You're listening to the Inbound Logistics Podcast with today's guest, Dr. Martin Verweimerin, CEO of MPO. Businesses understand that disruptions will happen, but the unprecedented disruption of COVID-19 has companies looking to technology to not only manage the impact now, but future-proof their supply chains for years to come. But are they prepared to accept full-on digitalization? Dr. Martin Verweimerin, CEO of MPO, joins us to explain how a comprehensive supply chain orchestration can ease companies' fears and enact a successful digital transformation. Joining me today on the Inbound Logistics Podcast is Dr. Martin Verweimerin, CEO of MPO. Uh, Dr. Verweimerin, did I say that correctly, first of all? <laughs> yeah, you do. Martin Verweimerin. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to this uh, conversation. Yeah, it's great to have you. Uh, first off, how are you holding up in the middle of all of this uh, COVID-19 craziness yourself? I'm uh, home and safe and doing well, uh, both with the family as well as with uh, the business, despite the, uh, the difficult conditions I think we all face uh, these days. Very good. Very good. Good to hear. Uh, can you introduce yourself to our audience and let us know a little bit about yourself and your background in the industry and what you're currently doing with MPO today? Right. Let's start from uh, from the present. Basically, uh, right now I'm a CEO and co-founder of MPO, MP Objects. And before that, you know, I had like a kind of different career. Uh, let me start with the beginning. Why not? Uh, when I graduated, basically, I thought about uh, why not contribute also a bit to, to science. So I decided to do a PhD, uh, which was about uh, advanced algorithms and agents for uh, supply chain management, orchestration of uh, inventory levels with distributed algorithms to make uh, networks more flexible uh, and having minimum inventory levels uh, still service customers so well. So that was like a nice booklet in the end, a nice thesis, um, which was satisfying for sure. But then I also wanted to to turn the theory into practice and hence I joined, let's say, uh, corporations telcos, uh, logistics companies, and they're, let's say, nicely climbed the red ladders of, uh, of, of uh, management and technology, which was fascinating, basically, to work uh, in the field, manage more people and, and systems, and work with uh, larger corporations like uh, TNT, Hewlett Packard, Black & Decker, and all the, all the nice names, to, to try to make their, their supply chain, uh, let's say, future-proof. At the same time, I also needed to acknowledge that uh, Let's say the ideas from that uh, thesis, PhD thesis, basically PhD research, were far from from the current reality, and that basically made me decide to uh, start uh, my own company. By the way, together with uh, co-founder Paul, good friend of mine, and we started MPO, uh, which was uh, meant to uh, to fill a gap in society and, and for companies like uh, like I was working for then. Yeah. Okay. Well, speaking of current realities, we're currently in the middle of a global pandemic. It's a strange and surreal time. Uh, what kind of things uh, are keeping you awake in the midst of this pandemic in terms of business and, and maybe personally as well? Yeah, yeah. So I cannot deny that, you know, uh, the threat these days is uh, keeping me kind of awake. I mean, uh, top of mind at least. Uh, I think we all face uh, serious threats, uh, not just on the, on the economy side, but particularly on the health side. And then if I look at, let's say, our Western society, we, we do still pretty well, uh, despite all the casualties we, we, we are facing. But my, my heart is also with the other side of the world, which is not in such uh, uh, privileged conditions, to also undergo this crisis with less, let's say, healthcare available. So 
we have like 700 million people uh, in, in Europe. I come, I come from Europe, as you might hear from accent, and another 350 or so in, in the US, so around 700 million. But let's say those parts of the world only represent like 10% of the world population. So 90% uh, still also needs to face this difficult crisis uh, with health threats and as well as economic threats. So that, that keeps me awake. Uh, at the same time, I also see that uh, it brings the best to people. Your community feel, creativity, uh, new ideas uh, going beyond. So I also see like, like a positive force uh, coming from this. And at the same time, uh, what also keeps me awake, but then from a positive side, so from an opportunity side, is let's say the endless possibilities we have as a society to, to do better and more by working together as, as companies, as suppliers, as customers, as manufacturers, as wholesalers, and so on, and, 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 and make great things available uh, for consumers and, and business customers. So actually, uh, what keeps me most awake is the combination, so how to address the threat of the current crisis, and at the same time still be open-minded for that kind of visionary thing uh, to create a world in, in my world, basically, it's about the software and supply chain, where basically uh, anybody can get anything, uh, anytime, any place, uh, anyhow. Yeah. Well, that supply chain has, has definitely been disrupted, and uh, I'm not sure that there's been a disruption like this uh, in my history. Uh, but. What kind of role does technology play in uh, addressing that digital disruption? Yeah, yeah. yeah, let me first go, let's say, to, to what is happening these days. So supply chains uh, do get disrupted, obviously, uh, through the uh, discontinuities. And, and, and first of all, you see that uh, before we go into technology, there is like now a need for companies to, to become more resilient. Yeah? So to be ready to expect the unexpected and to be able to address the unexpected. Uh, so there is like a sudden recognition that the, the network plays an even more important role than many people, uh, employees, managers, boards have ever been aware of. Yeah. So let's say uh, theoretically, we all know that it's important to have a network available and to be able to swap partners and uh, to, to, to link to partners in the network, whether those are suppliers or customers or other partners, but practically most companies still have a kind of rigid structure where they have like a fixed limited network also with uh, let's say fixed systems which mostly focus on uh, internal management and what's happening out there is uh, didn't get the attention basically let's say in, in our view and, and we notice also from from the facts is that in every value chain uh, around 80 percent of a particular business basically of the value is added by by external partners in the network uh, still we see that most companies, when it comes to technology, focus typically on their ERP systems, which, let's say, cover 20% of the value creation. Hence, uh, the other 80% of the uh, value creation is basically, let's say, under-managed from a business and technology point of view. And there we need to make steps, you know, just to, to get back to normal, I mean, to, to bring the required resilience uh, to, to, to cater and counter uh, crisis like we have right now, a black swan like the coronavirus crisis but also to go beyond and to become like a winner in your respective market, you know, to, to please customers better with their need and wish to, to get the ultimate, should maybe shouldn't call it Amazon effect anymore, but the ultimate experience that you can order anything as a consumer uh, and it will be there, let's say suddenly or as, as, you, re, as you require um, with all the, all the uh, specific requirements you might have. We see that those consumer 
expectations on, on let's say, ultimate supply chain service, uh, customer delivery, customer experience, have cascaded and are still cascading into the business world. So a person who might be surfing uh, and shopping on the couch at night might be uh, the surgeon next day in the hospital expecting the same kind of delivery of his uh, uh, operational instruments and, and other uh, medical materials. Yeah? This person, uh, a woman, might be next day a kind of you know engineer in a factory expecting all the same type of uh, fast, reliable, efficient, and flexible services from their supply chains. So technology doesn't just need to make good for, let's say, uh, the threat we are undergoing right now, but also to enable the opportunity which is there if you enable and connect the network better to a, let's say, modern digital cloud platform for supply chain orchestration. Mm. Well, let's let's get into that platform. With these increased demand signals across all these industries, what kind of platform would be needed to really orchestrate that ultimate supply chain? Yeah, good question. So first of all, uh, such a platform is not a, not a thing which you uh, switch on in one go and then it will cover it all. But typically, uh, the kind of you know maturity levels we see in, in, in using uh, the platforms which have become available is as follows. Typically, it all starts with, let's say, creating a kind of level of visibility, which means like a common information household, uh, a virtual database where all information which is relevant to a company about the network and about itself has become available. So you know basically what is the status of orders, what inventory levels are in the network, what are the transportation options, and the like. As a next, called a layer, or next level or stage maturity, above the visibility comes, let's say, the collaboration, which means like creating processes and workflows amongst your internal teams, but also across external partners to work together on end-to-end objectives. So have like multi-modal, multi-regional, supply chains with, uh, for example, manufacturing, assembly, customs, multimodal transportation, final mile delivery, and so on. Yeah? And the third level, above and beyond visibility and collaboration, is optimization. So the, the puzzle is so complex uh, that it's difficult for the human brain to, to get what is, let's say, optimal in these multi-multi-multi-company, multi-party uh, networks. Yeah? And therefore, you need, let's say, smart business rules, uh, even like artificial intelligence and machine learning, to get to better uh, outcomes than than, than uh, a human or, or, or multiple people alone can do just by heart. So altogether, the three layers of visibility, collaboration, and optimization make up, let's say, the full supply chain orchestration as, let's say, companies can soon benefit from once they start the journey uh, towards the supply chain orchestration. Okay. With uh, so many moving parts, what's the practical value of uh, a platform-based business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the value basically comes in many kinds and typically depends also on on where you you start and and what your prime focus will be. But typically the value will be in the area of, let's say, uh, orders, inventory, and transportation. And, and let's say the, the flexibility, the cost, uh, the quality, and the efficiency of, of those elements. But let, let me make it more practical. So if we look at, let's say, practical benefits which come from smart cloud platforms for supply chain orchestration, then uh, we see many companies benefiting from, let's say, the, the revenue side, yeah, the, the, the top line. First of all, uh, using the, the power of their network, 
managed through the digital platform, they increase the levels of product availability, inventory availability. So they can sell better, fulfill more orders, have more on-time in full order fulfillment. Secondly, around the order fulfillment, they have more transparency, visibility, can counter, let's say, anomalies better, and make sure that uh, they deliver according to the promise as, as, as made to the customer. So more happy customers, more insight in customer service, uh, less returns, and, and all those kind of uh, related benefits to order fulfillment. And, and, and finally, it's about you know, uh, customer service, customer experience. Because you work, let's say, the digital, the digital way, things, let's say, are automatically being arranged uh, to a certain extent. And, and uh, if any, let's say, human interaction is needed, then you also can give the personal touch to things uh, all uh, underpinned with a solid digital foundation. Those all elements are all, let's say, working on the revenue side, on top line, sell more, uh, satisfy better, increase service levels. Then the other, let's say, series of benefits from a, a digital platform for supply chain orchestration are related to cost. And then the cost benefits come from, let's say, lower inventory levels. If you have more insight in what, about what is, let's say, available in the network, but also see what is, let's say, common to your premises, what can be delivered following your purchase orders, for example, or on the other hand, what you can sell, taking into account central and local inventories, not with, just with yourself in your own company, but also at your partner companies downstream, then basically you can start reducing inventory levels and reason more from call it supply chain inventory levels instead of, let's say, local um, local instant inventory levels uh, at a certain uh, local point. Reasoning from the network, apart from, let's say, inventory cost reductions, lower inventories, you can also gain, let's say, benefits from, let's say, lower transportation costs. Because of, let's say, consolidating orders uh, smartly, uh, instantly, directly, taking into account uh, all the orders which are in the network, you can create uh, single lag or multi-lag uh, order flows and consolidate transportation with uh, certain carriers, whether those are parcel carriers, LTL, FTL carriers, uh, ocean airlines, and so on. So smart digital freight forwarding cost benefits come from it. Pick the best flow, pick the best carrier, and pick the best service at lowest cost, still satisfying the end-to-end uh, -end customer requirement in SLA. And the third benefit is about, let's say, reduce working capital. Because you work with partners and, and make use of their resources, you can limit the use of your own assets, also lower inventory levels, and make better use of their capabilities. Hence, there will be less capital uh, captured, basically, and less working capital is needed. When you're talking about changing the organization of management at this kind of level, what's the best way to get that done? Yeah. It takes, uh, let's say, two perspectives to, to tango, uh, which is the strategy perspective as well as the execution perspective. First of all, you should take this seriously. And you shouldn't take it seriously because somebody else tells you, no. You should take it seriously because you understand that it's a matter of, in some cases, even survival. And that is very relevant for your company to start working on your digital supply chain, uh, cloud platform, uh, business networking, multi-enterprise supply chain business networks, multi-party orchestration, control towers, for different names for this, but it should be like a kind of recognition. We need to have a business network in place and a corresponding digital uh, platform to, to manage it, to not just, let's say, win from the competition, but also simply to, to survive, you know, in, in times of, of crisis, to make sure that you can go through this crisis and weather the storm. 
So there should be like a kind of board anxiety. And, and if it's there and it should be genuine, then also you should work on, let's say, making the case. So try to rationalize this, uh, scope it, and let's say nail the pain, make it explicit. See what are the threats and opportunities in your particular case and, and, and value the solution. Calculate it in the end and see basically what, it, what will be the upside from the initiative and also what will be probably the impact in terms of, in terms of cost. So once you have that case available, call it the business case, ignite it and, and fuel to true, let's say, call it board anxiety or board interest, then you should go into the, the execution mode. And when it comes to execution, we see that it, it does require, let's say, call it top commitment. There should be like a great story, which is credible, that people will buy into and, and go for it, uh, all, all driven by, let's say, uh, visionary leadership. And also, like, and, and let's say, I call it like a non-hierarchical approach to, to, to the management of the execution. So more like a network, network organization where people from multiple disciplines go for that same uh, higher objective, uh, understand the business case, and have a kind of uh, sleeves up, uh, hands-on mentality to start working on, on, on the project. Yeah? And the project, in our experience, in my experience, should never be like a multi-year long thing where you cannot start scoring quickly and easily. So my recommendation is always try to limit the scope so that you can deliver in a quarter. So every quarter should be able to deliver a visible change and positive impact to your particular situation, a positive impact for your own teams, but also for your partners and recognize the win-win and then define the next quarter and so on and so on. And so make that journey of uh, supply chain orchestration I mentioned earlier on, maybe growing from levels of let's say, visibility towards collaboration to optimization, maybe moving from the one business unit to the other business unit, maybe moving from domestic to international, maybe moving from inbound to outbound to reverse. There are different strategies depending on the situation where you would like to, to start from and, and how you would like to grow across those different stages. But it takes, let's say, two approaches, the strategical mindset strategy, as well as the, the execution mentality, kind of can-do mentality with uh, practical people who want to, um, to score frequently and deliver every quarter. How does MPO then uh, increase that mental preparedness and uh, help execute all of the stuff that we talked about today? Yeah, so with MPO, um, we have worked for multiple years on, on let's say, uh, building a, a, a smart cloud platform for supply chain orchestration which has, let's say, all the capabilities on board to help companies in, in materializing their ambitions when it comes to uh, supply chain visibility, uh, collaboration, optimization, so implementing orchestration in the areas of uh, order fulfillment, transportation management, inventory management, reverse management, cost management, and so on. So first of all, uh, MPO basically provides a kind of enabler. It's a technology, it's a cloud platform, which can be used by ambitious customers to start addressing their ambitions and needs, whether it is in, let's say, e-commerce fulfillment or more regular B2B distribution or retail or maybe sourcing, you know, from suppliers to their to their uh, own sites. And more and more, we also see, let's say, great interest in, in reverse. So call it the regular returns, which you uh, see obviously a lot these days from e-commerce. Uh, maybe 30% or so uh, might uh, might uh, be uh, around uh, reverse management, but also um, reverse plays an important role in let's say aftermarkets, 
where uh, spare parts need to be distributed and um, systems need to be, uh, let's say, supplied with uh, spare parts instantly to installation engineers. So many, many areas where we uh, help customers in, in realizing a supply chain orchestration, either because of a kind of a threat, let's, let's, let's say, as we currently face through uh, the coronavirus crisis, but uh, more often, luckily, uh, because of ambition, because they see that they can win in their respective industry if they manage their external network, representing 80% of the value creation, as tightly as they manage their internal operations, typically under the umbrella of an existing ERP system. So we extend their existing landscape with an additional cloud platform to start managing their outside world, so to say, and make the outside world, let's say, uh, an internal dynamic network, which they can uh, change over time to also uh, uh, develop their business, grow into new markets, for example. For example, think about internationalization. Many companies see a threat that uh, external uh, entrants come in, in, in the domestic market. At the same time, there's also a great opportunity for companies to start expanding in new geographies. And, and how nice it is if you have a digital platform available where you can basically repeat the experiences you bring to your let's say, home market, also to other geographies, and make use of uh, partners you know, in multiple regions who can help you in, in creating that, let's say, unified customer experience. Then, then uh, as MPO in, in our smart cloud platform, basically, we try to also uh, develop speed with our customers. So we call it like quick onboarding or in other words, short time to value. Forget about uh, projects which do cost millions, and you can only hope and pray that uh, sooner or later you might uh, earn it back. No, short time to value, as I explained to you, define a limited scope, although you have great ambitions, try to, try to start small, and go, let's say, flow by flow, and prove your success. And we have done so in, in multiple cases, uh, to name a few, like uh, we do a lot in uh, e-commerce fulfillment, as I mentioned, uh, but also, for example, in the, in the high-tech, in the technology to uh, help companies in their, uh, for example, aftermarket service. We also help companies in the industrial uh, market to, uh, to, uh, to streamline their industrial supply chains. And as I mentioned to you, also in the industrial world, the, the consumer uh, expectations quickly uh, pop in. Uh, healthcare is another important area where we uh, operate in the in industry. So think about you know um, uh, medical devices, uh, pharmaceutical sector, and so on. All these uh, these sectors also expect uh, that uh, the supply chain will be kind of seamless soon, and for that purpose you need to have a digital platform available. Also, um, what we also see like uh, brand owners to maybe conclude, brand owners want to have a kind of unified brand experience across the globe. And for that purpose, they need to, to partner with many, many companies around there to, to create it. So we help brand owners uh, manage that unified, exciting, wow customer experience to their markets while maintaining operational excellence, meaning like reliable services at, at lowest possible cost. In the journey of brand owners, uh, they, they also ask for help from logistics service providers, uh, PPLs. Uh, contract logistics, freight forwarders, 4PLs, what have you. And uh, we help those logistics service providers in coming up with new propositions to serve those brand owners. Because, you know, every logistics service provider might have his original strength, but the demanding brand owners, they want to push for more. They, they need supply chain services, which do require, for example, 
uh, air freight, as well as warehousing, as well as import-export, as well as assembly, as well as parcel delivery. Now, for such cases, obviously, there are just or no maybe no people, no uh, LSPs, or no logistics providers who have it all in 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 house. But there are logistics service providers who can act as an orchestrator, as a 4PL or 3PL plus, to orchestrate over the internal services they provide, as well as the external services provided by partners again. So a significant part of our market is also, let's say, not just helping the brand owners, but also helping the logistics service providers in expanding their portfolio, providing new supply chain services, and hence also growing their top line. Our slogan to the logistics service providers is like, top LSPs grow at MPO. You can work on your top line and win more business from the brand owners. And the message to brand owners, as we try to simplify it, is like um, if you have perfect products, you also need to make sure that your supply chains are perfect, that your flow to market is perfect, that you create a wow experience in the market. And in short, perfect products basically flow with MPO. If our audience wants to find out more about uh, ways to flow with MPO, where can they go? They can go to uh, www.mpo.com or they can give me a call, Martin. You can look at my details over there. And uh, yeah, finally, you know, I would like to say, let's say, try to live your vision, you know, try to go after what you truly believe in and don't get, let's say, obstructed by maybe uh, small limiting factors as they are now. So follow your vision dare to be bold, target to, uh, to let's say, world-class levels of customer experience and operational excellence. And ideally, you have, let's say, one platform, one cloud platform to manage all your orders, inventory, transport, and so on uh, over. And you can look in the market, and MPO is definitely ha- uh, happy to help you. We also recently got recognized by Gartner to be divisionary player in the field of uh, multi-enterprise supply chain business networks. So for sure, uh, I would be interested in everybody listening to to this and uh, having interest in in supply chain orchestration to start an informal discussion, have a coffee, and see uh, how we can can help you. Excellent. A lot of great information there, Dr. Verweimer, and thank you so much for taking some time out to talk with us. Uh, Until we're on the other side of this, uh, stay strong, stay safe, and stay home, and uh, hope to talk to you again very soon. Thanks, Jeff, for having me. Inbound Logistics Magazine is the information leader in supply chain and logistics management. Start your free print and digital subscription today by visiting bit.ly slash getil. That's bit.ly slash get underscore il and stay ahead of the 3PL game. The Inbound Logistics Podcast is a production of Inbound Logistics Magazine. For the most in-depth information around logistics, transportation, and supply chain practices, get your free print and digital subscription at inboundlogistics.com slash subscribe. Connect with us via LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube for the most current developments in the industry. If you'd like to leave us some feedback or have a topic you'd like to see covered in a future episode, call our dialogue line at 888-878-3247 or leave us an email at podcast at inboundlogistics.com. I'm your host, Jeff Vita. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time here on the Inbound Logistics Podcast.